I think something really important to think about as well is just that it's so easy to look at an Instagram picture that looks effortless and, you know, just in like their style and the way they're standing and the light and all that kind of thing. Um, and you think like, oh, these girls were just born cool and they were just, you know, they've always been like that and they've just got great taste and they've got heaps of money and they travel all the time and they've got cool friends because all the cool girls on Instagram seem to be friends with each other as well. <laughs> but I know from being on the other side that there is so much that goes into that and it's carefully curated and just nothing is as effortless as it looks. I'm Alison Rice and welcome to Offline, the podcast. These are honest conversations about true self with the people behind the Instagram accounts and the teachers who help us on our way. A lot has changed since I launched Offline in September 2018. It started as a podcast and thanks to your ongoing support, it turned into a movement. Today, Offline exists to help us explore the essence of who we are and how to live, create and succeed in alignment with that. This is our true self. There's the podcast, a series of online courses I've created with our collective needs in mind and experiences that allow us to connect as a community. Visit getoffline.co to find out more or follow getoffline.co on Instagram. I hope this episode helps you on your way. Thank you for being here. It's time to meet Carmen Hamilton. You might be more familiar with her online persona and media brand, Chronicles of Her. She leads a small but mighty team and in my humble opinion, is creating some of the most interesting and additive content for young women right now. Carmen's got that style we all want. Well, at least I want. Cool but still attainable, on trend but still original, she effortlessly puts together the outfits we all screenshot and save to our Instagram collections. Before we became friends, she was actually my Pinterest muse. She still is, really. Carmen and I became friends in kind of an unlikely way, considering we both work in the same industry. A little hint. It involves sneakers, top knots and chicken schnitzels. Here's Carmen and I for Offline. When you started the Chronicles of Her, to your point, it was more about having a portfolio versus wanting to be someone or did you have ambition then to establish yourself as like an online identity, I guess. I always, my dream was always to work at a magazine. Yeah. That was it. Um, I never, ever started it um, for that purpose. Yeah. And so what didn't then, did it feel like, I guess, as you started to gain traction and an audience, what did that feel like when you like people started following you and you were like, was there a moment where you were like, oh my God, I'm like a thing? No. Do you, now that I look back, I really think... Um, we were kind of just, it was just happening and you were kind of just taking it for granted and you were kind of like, oh, this is cool. Mm. Um, and I was just going with the flow. I still kept my day job. I was coming home at night, um, blogging from my couch, <laughs> probably from like 7pm till 1am. Um, just, yeah. And I, you, I think the thing with online is you never really know where you stand. You never really go, oh, I've made it because 
you can always look at other people who are doing better than you. So, you know, I might have had 100,000 followers, but then I was looking at these other girls who had 700. So in my mind and throughout my journey, I've always felt like, oh, I have a long way to go. So I don't think I've ever sat there. There was never a point. I mean, now that I look back on it, um, especially now with how how saturated the space is and how hard it is to grow nowadays, I think I look back at those days and I'm like, oh, I had it so easy. Because it's so true. Like Mm. growing, particularly in Instagram following now, I mean, it's tough. Like I very rarely follow people. Mm. I'll like check the grid go through the story, see if I'm lucky, you know, picking up what they're putting down. But very rarely now do I actually press follow. Like I feel like everyone's got a much more curated, well, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe that's just me because I, I went on that rant. Just, maybe I think people are just overwhelmed. Um, so it's going to take a lot for you to, you know, make me follow you nowadays mm. just because I'm like I already follow over a 1,000 people. Um, I also notice I feel like people are culling a lot more mm. just because as well, like you you see, I think it's, I don't know what the statistic is around this, but I, it's like a tiny percentage of um, posts from the people you follow. So, you know, just adding another one, you're just like, oh, it's just, you know, clogging up the feed and um, mm. yeah. So I think nowadays basically to grow, it seems like either you need to be, have something really extraordinary, um, really, really unique about you like an identical twin or, you know, or a really bizarre head. Yes. It feels like that. Um, Three eyes. Where can I get one of those? Um, No, but like, yeah, or like a weird, like a talent, like there's that girl that does all the like really cool, like the um, skateboarding or whatever. And she's always in high fashion. Like you need, and she's like freakishly good at it. Like you need, I feel like you need. I'm going to tell you, I don't know who that that. is, but I feel like we have these conversations all the time where you're like, you know that girl. I'm like, no, I'm too main. Stream. Well, that just shows I spend way too much time online, <laughs> which is why we're talking yes. about this for offline. Yes. Um, there was certainly a time I remember on publishing side that, like you and Sarah and Talisa, Margaret, Nicole, you guys were like there. There would have been, I think, like less than ten. Yes, there was between five and ten yeah. where you were like very known and it was really starting to become a thing and you guys were being taken super seriously as you should have been. What did that feel like? It was pretty special. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, um, even just talking to my mom and stuff and saying, you know, telling her about the things that we were doing or where I was going or, oh, mom, this brand sent me like these shoes or, you know, and she just couldn't believe, she's just like, I don't know how you fell into this, but you're lucky. You know what I mean? Like it's, um, yeah, you look back on it and we were definitely uh, very, very fortunate to have had that. And also at the same time all together and, you know, where I'm still really close with, you know, all those girls and we just, it, it was never a vicious environment either amongst us. Um, I think so, that's a really important story mm. to tell as well because I was saying in the last episode there was a perception that beauty editors, because I'm ex-beauty, were bitchy. But I actually think it's the most welcoming community of women, particularly in Sydney, but I think that with women in the same space, there's always that thing where it's going to be competitive. Yes. But so did you guys connect a lot on the we, craziness of it all? I wouldn't say um, 
we don't really like we never really we don't really talk shop when we're together you know what I mean we don't really sit there and we we never really discuss our rates with each other or, or that kind of thing um but I don't think it came from a competitive place it was just more um I, I don't know I feel like I never felt um threatened by any of the girls because with the nature of what we do it's kind of like um, you know, if a brand wants this type of person who resonates with this type of audience, they'll go for X. And if they want, you know, someone really with quite pragmatic, actually, yeah, isn't it? Well, it, it is because, you know, um, you know, I'd say like quite often, you know, that there are similarities. Like I know Sarah and I do a lot of the same work. Um, back when we first started, we were both quite minimal. Um, Can we you know, talk within about our that? style. Because that was like the most amazing thing to watch you transform and was that like was that you going I'm actually not a minimalist and I'm ready to be myself or was that actually you saying well I've moved on from that in my life now because that I guess when I think about the concept for this podcast is about true self Mm -hmm. and you know really putting that out there in the world and being okay with that was that what that was um or were you just like I don't want to wear black I always I loved minimalist style like, you know, back in the days when like Celine and all that sort of stuff, but I wasn't, I'm not a minimalistic person at all. It's just not my, <laughs> just doesn't come naturally to me. So, um, like, you know how you see those Pinterest pictures of those wardrobes where there's all that space between the hangers, that's never going to be me. Um, <laughs> so I kind of felt like a bit like there was a bit of a disconnect there. Um, so it was basically, I think I was kind of just like a robot at one point. Cause I was sort of doing the same things. Um, I was working, so I didn't really have any time to kind of take a step back and look at what I was doing in terms of the content I was putting out there. Um, and after a while that really started to get to me. So, um, it was sort of when I left that full-time job that, um, I then went into another job where I was working at another website, um, a beauty website. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was sort of more freelance work. So I had, more you know, time. well, yeah, just sort of, I, I think more time to take a step back and kind of be like, is this who I want to be? And I was getting a bit bored with it myself. Um, I was going to ask that. Was it more, of course, you were just like, because this is the thing is like, we also have high standards of our own work, don't we? Yes. And you're constantly critiquing and going, it's not good enough or yep. it's boring or it's not interesting or mm-hmm. I don't know if everyone's like that or not, but I certainly am. Oh, I'm the worst at that. It's like, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think I got to a point where I wasn't proud of what I was putting out because it just felt really repetitive. And so I was like, hang on, I'm just going to like rejig this completely. And I don't know what it was. It was actually quite, now that I look back at it, it was quite a shift. Yeah. Uh, my mom was like, why would you have to change it so much? It's so different. Um, but. I remember you did a post actually. I feel like you did a story that I read. It was like, I, you know, I wanted to change my style. So I did. And I was like, yeah. That was the exact headline. Was it? (laughs) Can you tell I work in media? (laughs) Um, Yeah. I, well, that was actually because of the haircut. That was also drastic. I think there's a bit of a pattern here with me. I get an idea and then I just, I'm all or nothing. So um, I was quite blonde and then I just wanted to chop all my hair off, like up to my ears, get a front fringe and go like black. So (laughs) I remember I did it. Um, Probably won't go back there. It wasn't the best, but I just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I get really, I get, I think I get bored easily. And mm. so I need to keep changing it up. And mm. that's sort of and what I happened also with Chronicles. Feel like you're, I don't know, maybe in the world as an innovator or you're not. Mm-hmm. Don't you find there's like, 
maybe it's not that black and white, but you're either somebody who, and I like, I like launching stuff, putting work out there, big picture idea, and then watching it all come together. But where I've got to get better is once I go and do that thing of being like sitting in that and being like, great, good for you. And enjoy that success. Whereas I'm like, what's next? Yeah. My mom would tell you that's been my pattern throughout my whole life. And she said that blogging is the one thing that I've stuck to. Um, I've just, I've always been like that from like a really young age. Like I got into jewelry making and I was like super into that. And I had like a little stall on um, Great Kebble Island where I would sell my things. And I was actually making heaps of money. It was quite funny. I was really young. No, that's cool. Um, And then got over that. And like my parents were like, why? Like you're making like really good money. And I was like, nah, I don't want to do it anymore. And then I would, I went on to something else. And then I've just always been like that. But this is sort of the one thing I've stuck to. And I think it's because you have the freedom um, with it to keep changing it up. And I think that's now creatively what drives me is I don't ever want to put, I think I've spoken to you about this before mm. and why I have um, with all my work that I do with brands, I never want to just go okay let's just stand up against that white wall and shoot that I'm like what can we do that's different what haven't we seen before but you can tell like I and you know I I am absolutely not just saying this a because you're sitting in front of me or b because we're friends whatever Mm. I am very inspired by the work you put out thank you you know (laughs) I am I think you're doing really interesting stuff and I think we need more people like you raising the bar in this country because otherwise we just end up I don't know how to take compliments. I'm like, what do I say? (laughs) Thank you. Um, No, it's really nice to hear that because especially it is really hard as well. Um, Like it kills me. And sometimes I think there is probably a balance needed in that. Um, You can't always, you know, do everything at 150%, but I try um, and it does run me into the ground at times. I know. Is it like the fastest way to insanity? Mm. I don't know because some days Instagram's I'm like, the fastest way to yeah. <laughs> well, look, I'm also like, I guess part of the reason I want to do the podcast is some days I wish there was an Instagram. Mm. Some days I'm like, can't we just live on a farm <laughs> and wear linen I and grow our vegetables? I <laughs> want to live in this world now without sometimes Instagram. And mm. I actually know I've often – I've been thinking about lately, I was like, maybe I should just like leave and do a law degree and then I can just work for someone else and then, you know, have a normal mm. like person's life where you just go to work, do your work, come home. Mm. Um, I actually think like that could be – an amazing insight for young women that might be listening Mm. that aspire to work as an influencer. And I've said this before, like I think that absolutely if that's your goal, you should go and do that and go and make a bunch of money and be creative and put your work out there. But I also think how interesting from the perspective of an influencer that says maybe it would be easier if I just drew a wage – work nine to five and had a more normal mm. existence. But I think that's time on the field too, right? It's like it's fun and exciting. Everything is in the beginning and then it really is a job. Mm. There are a lot of things I feel that come with it that people don't see from the outside and that's even in terms of like my time. So social media makes it look like one thing. It makes it look like you're doing sweet cool. <laughs> um, and so then, you know, you can even see that coming through on emails from people 
you know, they, they've seen your Instagram post go up that it was actually taken three days ago mm. and they're like, where's my project? You obviously look like you're just flailing around, you know, and even, even my friends. Standing on the corner. <laughs> even my friends are like, I'll, I'll be like, sorry, I've been so, so busy this week. And they'll be like, mm, looks like it. Like, you know what I mean? Like kind of joking, but they're like, yeah, babe, you look really busy. Um, you know, so there's, and I'm like, oh, Instagram is sort of, you know, I'm not going to put on there. Mm. Um, this is also why when people say, can we come and do a day in the life thing? I'm like, do you really want to do that? Because I literally sit on my couch like, you know, I eat tuna rice every day for lunch. Like it's really not what you think it is. And I work throughout the night, like every night, but not in a glamorous way. Mm. Um, And photo shoots are like really, really, you know, usually last minute and quick because then we have to get back to the desk because like emails are overflowing and people are getting angry. Like it's a lot to juggle. And now mm. that I have a team as well, it's a lot to juggle. Um, Leading all the people. Yeah. <laughs> but also, yeah. So I think it's, a, it's actually very different to what I think Instagram's actually also at fault for that. Oh, like to blame for that. Sorry, because it makes it look like it's something completely different. Mm. Um, well, even, it's, it's a fake reality. Yeah. <laughs> even Tim says to me, um, my partner, like he's like, you look like you run a play school because like on our Instagram stories for Chronicles, we're always doing all these funny things. Um, and he's like, do you even do anything? Like what do you do at work? I'm and like, you're like, memes are a strategy, yeah. okay? <laughs> memes are a strategy. They perform like double as well as anything else we post in our stories. Same for us. Yeah. And People who doesn't have, like a lol? Yeah, exactly. People message us saying like, I'm waiting for the meme Monday. <laughs> That's the best though. Yeah. That you're programming – editorial and content that people are anticipating all right mm. i'm not going to go into digital publisher mode now yeah. <laughs> we're going to stay in true self yes okay um one question i have for you is how do you reconcile um who you no know, perhaps how people perceive you or how they might perceive you versus who you know you are it's like kind of a broad question but like does it bother you if people think you're a I don't know, like if people think you're just like taking pics all day and creating memes and putting them out there versus who you know you really are like in your heart of hearts. It does a little bit just because I know how hard I work and then, you know, you get replies from people and they're like, yeah, we're all busy. And I'm like, no, I don't think you understand what I mean by how busy I am. And I know this just from friends saying that and then they'll be like, do you want to go get a wine at five or you want to have dinner tonight like on a weeknight and I'm just like I can't like I'm on deadline for 40 projects like I literally can't and they can but they say they're busy I I don't know so I think that definitely gets a bit tough sometimes um but and of course maybe because it's self-inflicted as well yeah you know what I mean so you're and same as me right like where we create the work because we're doing good work so people want to work with us. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like kind of this like self-fulfilling. It's this double-edged sword though, right? Because yeah. it's work and it's what pays your bills. So, you know, you don't want to – yeah, I, I, I have a tendency though as well because it is really my passion. So I have a tendency to lean towards, you know, just going all work. And, you know, I don't know. I Yeah, I need to kind of pull myself back sometimes. Mm. I've um, been working on that this year – in particular because I kind of came into the new year and went this can't be it Mm. and like also as you know like you're in a long-term relationship I'm married have a marriage (laughs) you know that you want to grow with that person too and I have Mm. girlfriends that same as you just I haven't been there and I keep talking about chapters of going like 
I can't, we just like, we can have it all, but we can't have it all at once, right? Mm. And so can I be a really great boss and run great websites and write great strategy and have a healthy marriage? Yep, I can do all those things. Throw in a friendship in crisis and I'm fucked. Yeah. You know? It's and like, a baby. <laughs> and a baby. Oh, my God. And like that's family issues or any, anything like that. Like, yeah. it's um, So it's hard to actually project forward too to be like, even for me when I think about having a baby, I'm like, <laughs> how? Oh, what will it be like? And I know it will be different and I'm, I'm I so welcome that change of pace as well. But then I'm like, and part of the reason I've done all this self-work is I was having a really hard time um, removing digital publisher Alison from actual Alison Rice and allowing myself to develop and want things outside of, <clears throat> excuse me, like these traditional ideals of success. Mm. Like what if success looks like a healthy baby and wearing active wear down in Bondi and pushing my pram around, you know? But then am I going to be in that space, wanting the space I'm in now? Like it's a bit of a clusterfuck, I feel like. I've said to Tim before, like I'm I'm totally up for that. I want I I want babies. I want, you know, to get married, all those things, but I will always need to have a creative outlet. Um I don't think I could ever just quit all of that and just do the other just be it's just the kind of person that I am um but then I keep bringing my mum up but she always says to me she's like um she's like when you actually have the baby your everything will shift like your perspective will completely shift and you can't see that right now but she's like your job won't be the world to you forever but I don't know I feel like everyone's different I'll just have to wait and see yeah like keeping something alive versus running websites (laughs) Hmm. I don't know um how good are mums I know we both love our mums because my mum just says to me this is like literally her number one reply to everything in any aspect of my life just see what happens I'm like, I can't, (laughs) I can't just see what happens. I'm like, cause I'm so directional. I like to know what I'm doing and it's just getting used to also going, it's all going to work out because fundamentally you're a good person. You've got high moral code and you do the right thing. So things are going to be. You and your mum are the like reverse of me and my mum. She's the you and I'm like, ah, it'll all be fine. Just, just play. I'm like, no point stressing over things that haven't happened yet. Haven't happened yet. Um, but she's always like, she needs, she needs a plan, you know, she needs to forward think she needs. Yeah. And I don't operate oh, like interesting. that. <laughs> but then tell me about when you're not working, which is in the one hour a day. No. Um, I still remember the first time I saw Carmen at our local RSL. It was the Easter raffle and my husband and I were there with our neighbors and their kids. Actually also really, we were there for me because I love crunchy bunnies <laughs> Carmen was there with her boyfriend and their friends and she was dressed in sneakers and jeans. Her hair was unfussy, no makeup. She still looked really cool, but she also looked different. She looked herself. With that context, I wanted to know more about that Carmen. Yes, I actually sometimes feel like I live a double life. Um, and Sometimes I'm like, is that bad? Oh, I don't know. I think my I know I know from like the analytics that my Instagram followers love it when I'm in Paris wearing plaid, looking chic, drinking a coffee, but that's not my, my everyday life. Photo of you. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not my everyday life. Um but offline or outside of Instagram, um I've been with my boyfriend for 12 years. Uh he's an electrician. He works 100 meters underground in a tunnel. Um 
And yeah, I've always grown up. I mean, the Gold Coast, obviously by the beach and then the move to Bondi, um, also by the beach. He's a surfer. Um, he's such a sweetie. He, he is. Um, he, yeah. So we, I, when I'm not working, I hang out with no one in the industry, basically. None of my friends are in the industry or they may work in fashion, but we don't cross paths in the industry, um, through work. So, and I really like that. Uh, that's how I choose to Me spend too. my time. Oh, apart from Ainsley, obviously, Hanson and Gretel. Um, but yeah, apart from her, none of the others are. So we kind of have this, um, there's a big group of us and we don't talk about fashion at all. I, I couldn't think of anything worse than working in the industry and then being stuck in it all weekend, like mm-hmm. as well. I just choose to spend my time differently. But um, yeah, pretty Which low key. so good because mm-hmm. I... I know for a long time I had trouble setting boundaries because we work in a sector that really there's a gray area with how it intersects with our lives because we're interested in the stuff we're writing about and producing and wearing and shooting. I found it hard for a long time to not do like almost work-ish coffee meetings on the weekend. Like if I couldn't fit them in during the week, I'd be like, oh, we'll just have brunch on the weekend. And then I would be like talking strategy <clears throat> on Saturday morning going like, hold on, this is just kind of like now a loop mm. that you're not and – and then I had trouble like also inserting my stuff in because there's this perception that you're like successful, right, and you've got it all together. And so I never felt like I could be like actually I'm not okay or I find this really hard or like my friends were starting to ask for mentorship from me and I was like, wow, did we get here? And you want to help and you're like, oh my God, this is even awesome that you even give a shit about my opinion. But where's my mentor, Mm. you know? Yeah. I don't, it wasn't even a conscious decision for me. It was just, um, I I don't know. I've just always been like that. Like my, my weekend time and while I will work at home, but like my weekend time is my time to spend with my boyfriend or my friends or, or whatever. I just never would even, or if I have to do a work thing on a weekend, like a meeting or something, I get quite, I get like, ah, like anxiety because it's sort of taking away from me time. I'm even a little, I think it must be a little bit of a homebody in that sense, but even after work events, I'm like, Oh, um, just They're because hard. it's kind of cutting into my time. And even if my time is me sitting on my laptop at home, I just want to be at home, like in my trackies in front of the TV with a red wine with Tim watching Netflix while I work, like you know <laughs> while I mean? you're editing video, <laughs> <laughs> while I'm on Instagram, while I'm on the computer. While... <laughs> so I'm really present. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, and then how do you, um, how do you nourish your mind? in that like and your um how do you gather new knowledge and where do you go to get inspired like part of my concern is we're all just scrolling instagram and you kind of go in these like deep vortexes where you're like how did i get to the brother's cousin's mother's (laughs) page and it's like 11 o'clock at night but i'm tired but i'm still scrolling it's like an addiction how when you're like trying to switch that off what do you do like do you read do you listen to music I think when Instagram first started I found that I found it it was super inspiring um because it was I guess yeah there was just so much more content and it was so much more relatable than anything else so I did in the beginning like I would say the internet um was my go-to for inspiration and even other like websites like 
other websites that I, you know, admired or now and it's like all those sort of places. Um, now definitely on the Instagram front, I think there's so much content and so many impressive people that I don't, I find it stressful more so than, um, yeah, inspiring. Mm. I think just cause my natural thing to do then is to compare myself to them, um, in terms of the content they're putting out or, you know, who they're working with or what they're doing or where they are in the world at the moment. Um, so I've definitely very much so recently, um, I, cause I used to think it was a good thing for me to follow all these accounts so I could keep across what everyone else is doing. And, you know, um, but now I'm kind of going the opposite way in that I don't want to see posts from any of them cause I don't want it to cloud my vision and my judgment about what I'm doing. Um, and I think also not overwhelming yourself with too much of that then opens up, you know, your gets your creative juices flowing even mm. more so because you yeah I guess you actually do look up and kind of realize like the world is your oyster yeah. I don't know you know any like you can you can kind of yeah create anything you want you know you're not kind of guided in a certain way by what the trends are and what people are posting like there's I don't know like even when like that crouch pose thing that everyone does I like I don't know you know like that was a thing for a while and everyone was doing it and I was like oh I should do some yeah I should do some of those and then I looked at myself doing them and I was like wow that is so not me I'll never do that again like um but yeah I was thinking about trying (laughs) yeah I mean it's not my vibe Will you double tap if I do millennial yeah. pose? Can you do one after, after <laughs> yeah, this tonight? <laughs> I will. But I, um, that's interesting you say that because I don't follow any of our competitors. Mm. So if someone says to me, oh, did you see what so-and-so did? I'm like, no. Because mm. to your point, like I, it's like that beautiful quote, comparison is the thief of joy. It's true. Because the moment you see it, it becomes about comparing what you're doing to what they're doing versus innovating Mm-hmm. And doing something original that yeah. you know is your idea that you haven't referenced from someone else mm-hmm. or taken three different things and brought them together to to produce your own thing. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's also, it's like other bloggers, but it's also, you know, I follow all the photographers and um, magazines and all that kind of stuff as well, which is good and then it's bad as well, you know. So, um, but to answer your question before, I guess like tra- I whenever I travel, I always feel – I come back feeling super energized, funnily enough, even after a 26-hour flight. Mm. Um, And I really – I haven't been traveling for a little while now, so I'm really craving that because I just find – I don't know what it is. It's just sort of, um, I guess, different cities, architecture, different people. um, New perspectives. New perspectives on things. Um, And I do feel like being down here in Australia, sometimes you start to get – feel like this is a little bubble. Um, So I definitely say – that um and then even just I mean maybe not for inspiration but yeah inspiration but to re-energize um Tim loves going walking every morning with the coffee to check the surf like even getting out to do things like that what an angel yeah every morning without fail and then he'll probably check it three times again throughout that day so did you go with him yeah Sometimes I go and watch him surf, but maybe a little bit less so these days just because time. Yeah, tired and time poor. I know we've got to get our sleep. Someone told me I look tired today and I was like, well, okay. That's a strange thing. I always find that a strange thing to say to people like, oh, you look tired. Like they're never going to be like, thanks. Like, I don't know. Just... <laughs> Thank you. I'm so proud of the, yeah. <laughs> the fact that I've been up to 1am yeah. working. Um, you've kind of answered this already, but I wonder whether we can dive a bit deeper into mm-hmm. it. Um, 
How does Instagram make you feel? Because <laughs> it makes me feel um, less than a lot of the time. Um, so I guess kind of going back to what I was saying before about when it first launched, I didn't feel like I do now. And now I think it's because it's we are exposed to so many amazing people and there are a lot of amazing people in the world. I'm not saying you shouldn't, you know, you don't want to know about them, but I think it's very easily um, easy, sorry, especially as a woman to compare yourself to others and it's, you know, not just the clothes they wear but it's the way they look. Um, What's the definitions of pretty? Yes, and that even I think shifts so much so quickly. Like I'm even finding now that, Instagram, I would say, is a little bit of a pretty competition. Um, but also I even feel like, you know, it's fads on Instagram. So people are flavor of the month. And then, you know, you can get obsessed with these people and be like, oh, she's so cool. And then someone else will pop up. Like that's how quickly it moves. And I see it all the time. Um, and so I think, you know, the more unique you look, the better. And I mean, that's not a bad thing, but I'm just saying that's something that I can't, you know, I can't go and get wide set eyes. I can't go and like, you know what I mean? And I, there was a phase where I was like, oh, I wish I had, you know, a really unique look of like some, you know, and you find yourself in these thought patterns and then you're kind of like, wait, what? Like it's, you know, um, you have to pull yourself back. And I think now more so than ever, I'm sort of realizing that there is no one recipe for success on Instagram and I think the more you try and be like other people, it just doesn't work for you. People have obviously followed you for a reason and they don't want to follow 10 of the same looking, you know, girl. So, um, or the, the girl with the same vibe or whatever. So I think just the more, like the more you can step back and look at you and what you're about and put it, put stuff out based on not trying to please others and not trying to fit into some sort of box, but to uh, for me now it's putting out things that I'm creatively proud of images that I think are beautiful um whether it's like you know composition light all that sort of stuff um that's sort of how I'm trying to get around that and I'm really trying to pull myself away from even looking at all these girls that I sort Mm. of wish I was or whatever because everyone's posting the best parts of their life on Instagram. And also it's quite interesting to look at, you know, everyone's come from somewhere, myself included. Like you look back at my Instagram photos, I was a different girl to what I look like now. And it's the same for everyone else. Like they weren't just born cool. it's like you grow up on Instagram as well, right? Like, I mean, name a 16, 17-year-old who, okay, maybe now actually because there's more references, there's more opportunity to see different style and develop your personal taste because there's just more available. Whereas we, you know, I mean, I'm only nearly 33, but there just wasn't the outlet, you know, so you just had what you had, Yeah, <laughs> you know. I think something really important to think about as well is just that, it's so easy to look at an Instagram picture that looks effortless and, you know, just in like their style and the way they're standing and the light and all that kind of thing. Um, and you think like, oh, these girls were just born cool and they were just, you know, they've always been like that and they've just got great taste and they got heaps of money and they travel all the time and they've got cool friends because all the cool girls on Instagram seem to be friends with each other as well. <laughs> but I know from being on the other side that there is so much that goes into that and it's carefully, carefully, curated and just nothing is as effortless as it looks Mm. well can you tell me more about that like (laughs) what goes into 
the shot? Like how long does it take you to get one you're happy with? And like, do you have to like pay attention to time of day, like in terms of light and it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Also because lighting changes so much throughout the day and throughout even winter, like throughout the seasons. Um, sometimes you'll just, you'll do something. You'll be like, yes, that's amazing. And you'll just get it. And other times you will try and try and try to the point that I'm like, have a little dummy spit and I'm like, I'm not doing this today. I'm going to do it another day. I can't deal. Um, and it also is really, I, can I just say, do you know how long I've been like standing on a street somewhere just like pretending to like, you know, gaze <laughs> off into the distance and having people walk past and laugh at me? Like, do you know how hard that is? But you've got to keep doing it because you're like, okay, I've got to get the pick. Um, <laughs> but it actually like even like people driving past nearly having a car accident because there's like a group of people and they're like all looking at you and they're laughing. Like it gets really old after a while, but you know, you just <laughs> Is there shame there? Or is it more that you're just exposed because you're just there? Um it's just because I know how ridiculous it looks, but then I know what the the the, the result's gonna going to be. So I'm kinda like I mean, yeah, my girls at work with me always remind me they're like, Oh well, they're not the ones, you know, getting to work with, you know, whoever. Totally. Um and you've got to kind of remember that. But yeah, it does, you know, you know that, I mean, even when I started my blog, I know that a lot of people that I knew at the time were like, what is she doing? Like, you know, and that was a bit hard to take at the time. But for some reason, I just, I don't know, I was pretty strong-willed. I just kept doing it. But it does, it does, I mean, yeah, it's hard. Well, I guess people question what your agenda is and why you're doing something. But like, sometimes it's hard as a creative to describe to people why. Yeah. You know, if they don't have that. I think for me, it's maybe because I think the people that see me assume that I'm just doing it for like my new um, Facebook profile picture or something, you know, like from afar, it looks like, you know, because of like boyfriends of Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And like, as a rule, Tim doesn't take my photos anymore, Um, but (laughs) it doesn't work out. Um, But yeah, I just think, I think it's because I think like if they knew what I was doing, I feel like I wouldn't be. Uh, I don't know, embarrassed about it, but it's because I think that they think <laughs> I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Oh, don't the know whole thing is like, <laughs> I know. Like you, I'm sure you've driven past blogger shoots on the side of the street and laughed at like, and been like, yeah, what are they I've doing? Why she got- more in LA than oh, really? here? But look, and then I guess that's the thing is I'm, I'm not nine to five. I'm like nine till seven or eight, but, mm-hmm. um, but I'm inside a lot mm. of the time, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then when you're off on your weekend, you're not shooting, so I'm probably not yeah. sort of seeing it there. But if I were uh, out in the world in daylight, <laughs> um, maybe I, yeah, I would see it. So you know I'm pretty passionate about advocating for young women. Being a young female leader working in women's media, I've always believed I have a responsibility to ensure the content we publish advances, educates and empowers the women reading it. I wanted to get Carmen's view on that for Chronicles, but also if she thought influencers should be showing more of their struggle. Yeah, definitely in terms of content on the website, we are always talking about, I'm like, I want this site to be memorable. I don't just, you know, want it to be talking about, you know, meaningless crap. Mm. Um, And we're constantly talking about, yeah, ways that we can be kind of addressing issues and things that people like women are feeling as a result. We've just done a story about how does Instagram actually make you feel and the the response was actually like really overwhelming. People weren't writing 
one word like beautiful, great, or whatever. They were writing novels, Hot. like novels back to us. Wow. Um, so that for me was when I was really like, oh, wow. And this is what I, I really want it to build to be a two-way street because um, I definitely, I even see it in my younger cousin, just uh, like there's a whole another plethora, like of, uh, she's going through so many things right now. She's in, I think, grade 12, but like there's so many things that she's going through now um that are different it's a different set of things to what i was when i was that age because i guess they have social media but that's and what i can't that imagine is now. having to go through young adulthood yeah and deal with if not enough people like your instagram you take it down after 15 minutes like i can't even imagine yeah. the pressure yeah mm. um so yeah from a content like standpoint i guess we i definitely think that we should be doing more of that and talking about it in a really raw and candid way um on instagram as far as content goes it's a re- like a double-edged sword because <laughs> if i was to post like I, I like i mean you know like i think it was like lena dunham who posts like the no makeup selfie or it was like something of her anyway but that kind of thing works for her because people love her as a personality and i've, I've been struggling with this a lot lately but looking at why do people follow me on Instagram? Are they following me as a person, as Carmen Hamilton, or are they following me as this girl that they look to with outfit inspiration? And to be honest with you, I think for the way I've built it up to date, it's the latter. Mm. Um, because if I post me sitting there in a tracksuit with a coffee with Tim, it would bomb. Mm. Um, I've set this standard for my Instagram where, as I said, they want me in Paris, you know, doing all these things. That's what gets the response for me. And so it's this struggle between... um, Showing more of yourself to develop that, but then also not sort of cannibalising And feeling like I'm keeping it real for people as well, as opposed to, you know, setting these the bar really high when it comes to, you know, standards of everything basically so i've been struggling a little bit with that lately um Mm. the other part for that of that for me is that i'm also just naturally quite a um private person i don't know i don't it that's another thing i hadn't i hadn't made a conscious decision to be that way i just don't feel right about sharing every single thing about my life um on instagram and when i started doing this i didn't have to because that wasn't how it was um there was no instagram stories mm-hmm. it was all highly curated um and it just worked so there wasn't this pressure to be doing more showing more but i feel like nowadays there is um especially with the introduction of stories like people want to see like you know all day every day what you're doing um but i honestly don't even think about it and then i'll get to like two weeks and I'll be like, I haven't posted an instagram story in two weeks crap um which is kind of amazing though yeah. That it's not. I think it's because I associate so it. I associate it so closely with work. With work. Um, yeah, I think that I, that also comes down to the fact that I don't see any personal posts in my feed, so I don't go on there to browse. If I go on there to browse, it's brands, it's other influencers, it's work stuff to me. Mm. So that's kind of you know developed this real love hate relationship with Instagram for me because it doesn't feel personal anymore. I actually feel exactly the same. Like love hate is such a good way to describe it because I don't want it to go away. I do love it, (laughs) you know, and then some days I just want more for myself, Mm. you know, and, you know, I leave my phone in my bedroom um, 
you know, when I'm home watching TV with Tony and I've had moments, it's been a little while because I've been working on it a lot where I think about my phone. Should I get up and get my phone? Should I check my Instagram? Should I, you know, like refresh my email again? Where I was doing this thing also when I was deep in it, where I would like refresh Instagram, then I'll go to email, refresh email, go to our hip chat. And I just used to make my way through this weird updating and realizing like you're not even in your life. Like that concept of sitting in true self, like no way. I was like floating above yeah. everything. It's like instant gratification as well. That's yeah. that thing. Even getting emails is like, you know, you yes. want to get the next like good email about like, you know, exciting opportunity or something like that. So mm. it's like needing this constant source of. Um, yeah. What is yeah. it like reinforcement or encouragement? Yeah, reinforcement or- I think it is because you're like, yes, this mm. post is doing well or yes, this person wants to work with me or, you know. Um, well, they've got all those studies around the endorphin hit that you get when you post an image and people start to like it or comment on it and that we're actually addicted to the feeling, mm. not addicted to the platform. Can we talk about, um, I guess, ethical work How I know you would have amazing brands contacting you to collaborate. Where do you draw the line? Like, how do you, like, how do you say no if it's like maybe it's a big bucket of money, but you don't agree with the brand? Or like, what's your kind of, I guess, moral compass there? I don't know if that's the right. I think this, I get asked this question a lot, but I feel like it's a really easy one for me to answer because. I thought I was a richer no. No, <laughs> well, well, you are, Alison. <laughs> um, no, it's just like when, in what I do, you are going to physically, you're going to stand there, your face, and you're going to say something about this product or you're going to wear the product. So I'm not going to do that if it's, you know what I mean? I'm putting something out there that's like saying that this is me, this is what I wear or this is what I do. Um, so I'm not willing to do that for um, a brand that, because I have to I have to personally, I think it's different when you can hide behind a me, like a media brand um, mm. because you don't really know who's speaking to you. But if I'm physically standing there with my face and spruiking some thing that I really don't believe in or that I would never wear or um then that's only going to harm me and people are going to think she's like, you know, she's a loser. Um, and a sellout, I guess. Yeah, that's a thing. sellout, but also, or, or if it's kind of believable, they're like, oh, like, I don't like her style anymore. Why is she wearing that brand? Or, you know. So, in that um, sense, it's actually quite easy for you to go, no, that's not right for me. Yeah, there's definitely some, <clears throat> excuse me, opportunities that come up that are like a bit of a, a little bit of a close shave and you're like, oh, uh, like the money will be really good and the product's okay. You're not like in love with it. And um, I think, yeah, again, I just have to step back and be like, will this, will this actually be worth? What do you wish or what do you want to tell young girls that um, are listening that probably follow you? That might be how they found out about this episode. What do you want to tell them? I think the most important thing is to know that you can't, um, replicate someone else's life. And you also don't know what's gone into getting them to where they are, whether it's their job or they're with their part, like their partner or their, just their life in general. Um, there's so many things that may have contributed to where they are that you should never look at them and try to compare yourself to them and try to follow that path or get to where they are because it's like not an even playing field. Um, so I think you kind of need, to just take a step back and really, really know who you are and what you want. It sounds cliche, but, um, and then just focus on your own path and your own journey, um, for getting there. 
Mm, I think like through telling your story today, it's quite clear like you have a great education, you have great work experience, you know, through the roles that you've had, you're very strategic and you've got big ambitions for Chronicles. Like I really, I love that we can share with everyone that it's not an overnight success thing and and that the best thing that we can do as women in the world today is give ourselves choice and we need to have proper educations, we need to develop our opinions, you need to know what you like and what you don't like instead of like always emulating other people. So, no, I think that's really good advice. Yeah, and I just think if there's something that you're really, you know, you really, really want to do, you just like I. this is like this is I've persevered with this. It wasn't, you know, even before, you know, I, I would have done it for years before it was actually anything. I think I got my first, I remember my first gift was like, a box of MAC cosmetics um, and I thought it was like the greatest thing Christmas. in the world um, because I used to go and, you know, buy those lipsticks for like $50 and then they one day just sent me a box of like 10 of them and I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, but that was years after I'd started. So I wasn't doing it for that then. Um, and doing it to create. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a creative outlet. So, yeah, I think – you just have to be prepared to work hard as well and just, yeah, educate, 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 like be a sponge um, in terms of, you know, everything um, around you and even outside of your field. Mm. Um, But don't think you're going to get there overnight. Mm. I'm still trying. (laughs) I'm not there yet. (laughs) Do. Yeah, it's the resilience Mm. thing and you can only, I think resilience is like a muscle you've got to, strengthen as well so you have to go through hard times and you have to struggle at some point in your life and Jeannie has yeah she brought some actually really amazing perspective around that um too so my last question when you're sitting in your true self um who are you I think when especially the older I get one thing that comes out um now is I think I am generous with my time. Um, I'm a generous person in, and also just I always think a lot and this is a natural thing but I'm always worried about how other people, I don't know, like how my how my actions are impacting on them, like probably to a point where it's too much um, that I'm in my head too much, you know what I mean? So um, but I, yeah, I will stretch myself to a point I said before that I'm a bit of a homebody, but I, I love being around this small group. I don't know, like a small group of people. I'm um, that I'm that I've, I'm energized by that. I think I've always been quite a social person. It's really weird, actually, now that I think about that, because I've always been like a social person. My mum's always said that about me. Um, and then in a work sense, I feel like I'm almost the opposite. Mm, how um, but I guess in my personal life, I'm that way. And then in, in a work sense, I'm very private. Mm. Um, but what else is me? Let me think. Schnitzels at the <laughs> Schnitzels. Yeah. I'm actually, I think I'm a bit of a bogan really. <laughs> well, I, I mean it when I say that's kind of the moment where I was like, you're normal. Yeah, and I think it comes we're from, really similar, and we do the same thing. I think it comes from my upbringing because I wasn't born, you know, I wasn't born in Sydney. I wasn't born into like a fashion family, or I don't know, like my mum's a school teacher, my dad's a builder, um, 
and I grew up in Yapoon, which was this tiny town. I went to, um, you know, an all-girls school um, for grade eight. Um, but it was, you know, I've had very humble beginnings and I wouldn't change that for the world um, because I think it's a big part of, I don't know, how I see the world today and how I see the industry that I'm in. Um, I totally agree. I don't feel like I get caught up in it just because I, for some reason, I just always keep it real and I, I feel like it, me trying to be this like fashion person and, you know, um, socialite and, you know, do all the network, even networking's hard for me. I feel like all those kinds of things just really don't feel like me. So yeah, that's why on my weekends I'm at the RSL with a schnitty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. My first podcast. So hey. cool. I feel like we should have had wine maybe. Yeah, that would have been good. Should we do that so- now? <laughs> we should do that now. Let's go and have wine. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Offline. Visit getoffline.co to explore more episodes, the online courses I've created to help you succeed consciously, and upcoming community events. Follow getoffline.co on Instagram and me. My handle is Alison Larson Rice. Lastly, if you know someone who would benefit from hearing these honest conversations, please share offline with them. 